0: Um, are we doing banter A or banter B today? Just read the script. <laughs> hey guys, what's your favorite song? Song? Yeah. Like ever or right yeah. now? Yeah. What's your favorite song? Uh, I guess the happy birthday song. If we're talking about ever. Probably uh, song. because <laughs> I enjoy
1: hearing it because I usually get free presents of Solomon. Uh, uh... <laughs> I
0: Are you though? I accidentally fat fingered that, so I hit both at the same time. Gotcha.
1: So, you're not, it's not Song of Ascent?
0: I love Song of Ascent. I do, too.
2: Um,
1: You ruined my transition because I was going to say Song of Solomon.
2: Oh. Oh, are we doing that episode now? Yes, we are. Oh.
1: So, uh, that's why I asked you what your favorite song is.
2: Breaking news on Bible Dingers News Network.
1: As always, I'm Nick, I'm here with Ryan and Mark, and we are
2: Bible Dingers. We got an
1: exciting episode for you today. It's so exciting. It's exciting. It's exotic. What's another word that starts with an E? Exotic, exciting.
2: Ephraim.
1: Ephraim. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Eclairs. Eclairs. We have a very clear episode for you today. Um, but first, as always, we're opening up with fake news or real news, and I got one that I know is going to stump all of you.
2: Are you doing?
1: You ready for this? Stop it with that soundbite from Sorry. the last episode. Anyone who heard the last episode knows exactly where that soundbite came from. Hit me hit me one more time.
0: <laughs> you just told me to stop so it. One,
1: one more time. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> If anybody knows us, you know that when we get a new soundbite, we beat it to the ground. So, uh, yeah,
0: there you Yo, go. Yo, Mark hates us. Did you did you ever realize that?
1: Yeah, you see his face. Don't put words I wish mouth. we were currently recording live, so you guys can see how miserable Mark looks. He, he can't even look at us right now. Miserable look
0: at Mark. That. That's his new. He's got name. a hand
1: visor on now. A hand visor. <laughs> You don't know what a hand visor is, bro? What's the news? One of these. Hey,
0: what's the uh, news? It's what's a the hand news? visor.
1: Hey. Hey Nikki, what's All the right. news? What's the news? You guys know Arby's? Oh, I love Arby's. Do you? I've never <laughs> eaten there I in my I mean.
2: life. I've I've had Arby's before. I
1: yeah. I will never go there because Wendy's is right next door and I almost always will go to Wendy's first.
0: I don't like Wendy's that much. I like it better than Arby's. When, when, what? Uh Chick-fil-A. Oh, I heard
1: they're
2: not Christian anymore. I know you
0: heard that. Which that, is that like, thing about them, dude. No, that's bull. Terrible timing.
2: Just for, uh, because trans they rights? pulled the charity, that's the only reason why. No, First of they all, took like a hard stance on trans rights or something.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and say that Kanye is not happy with you, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Kanye is not pleased.
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: the Yay is not happy. <laughs>
1: I guess I'm gonna have to go back to shopping to Forever Twenty One. What? Because they have John three sixteen on the bottom of their plastic uh, bags. I
2: got gotcha. you. Okay, I got gotcha, you. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, wait, uh, uh, what's that burger place in Cali? In and out. In and out still has. Wait,
1: wait. We're yeah. gonna move. We're gonna. We we got to do this uh, news. But I have something for you guys. Did you know that um, there was the burger? a burger joint? Um, wait. What's the name? Bobby Flay. There's a Flay burger joint. In Jersey. Did you know that? I didn't know. That's like a fast food burger joint made by Bobby, Bobby Flay. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I just found out by one of the customers that I spoke to early in the week. They told me about it. I would try it. I really want to go. Yeah. Um, we got to take a Bible Dinger trip
0: to it. Anyway, Arby's. He should make chicken sandwiches and call it chick Flay.
1: He would get sued. Sick. Would he? No, chick Flay. chick Flay. a Nah.
2: No, go ahead.
1: Filet of fish. He should make a fish store. Yeah. Okay. Filet of fish.
2: What's
0: the nice. news?
1: The Arby's restaurant got its name because it sounds like RB's, another way of saying roast, roast beef.
0: Roast beef. Yes.
2: I could believe that. Fake Where, news or real news. I
0: mean do you know anybody with the last name Arby? Bob Arby. Give me a break. Bob Arby here. Yeah, right. No. I yes, Arby's. Roast beefs. And they make roast beefs. uh, Buy our roast beefs.
1: So that's fake news or real news? Real news. I said it's real news. Real news?
2: I knew it was going to stump you guys.
1: So instead, they chose the name Arby's based on RB, the initials of Raffle Brothers, another uh, often mistake for roast beef. The Raffle Brothers opened the first new restaurant in Boardman, Ohio, just outside Youngstown on July 23rd, 1964.
0: Boardman, Ohio. What a real place. <laughs> I know yeah. that place is real. That's fake. Boardman, no, Ohio. No, it's
1: B-O-A-R-D. So maybe they're ah. really smart. Maybe they're really smart. Oh, like They have a lot of chalkboards. Board. Yeah, I knew it was going to stump you guys when I read that. I knew it. I'm so proud of you. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I- hey, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when you want circles try to find
2: a way. Bible yeah, yeah,
1: tinger. <laughs> no yeah, I made the decision for my time expire. Now my purpose is fulfilling on me. Yeah. Elevating in no let me
2: saw me. Yeah. God is present you can. All uh, uh, let me just say really quick. One thing about Kanye that I like is that it doesn't go yeah after every line.
0: Oh yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: That's
1: good
0: for you, bro. Oh, yeah?
2: I don't understand Look that trend. Trend? What are you what? talking about? Trend. Every trend. rapper yeah. has to go, yeah. Oh, Mark, stop. Oh, come on, bro. I know. I'm the old man stop. here. Come I'm, on. I'm the youngest one here, but I'm the and old. And they
0: were always playing it so loud. The bang, bang, <laughs> boom.
2: <laughs> and they dare to sit on my couch.
0: Nobody writes with their
2: feet. melodies
1: anymore. With their feet. They put their feet on my couch. <laughs>
2: Sofa. Anyways. I even
0: put the plastic on it and everything. Speaking of songs, we're talking about Song of Solomon today. Lil Solomon. Mm. He wrote the song that we're talking about today. Sick. Lil Saul. Um, so let's jump right on in. The title of Song of Solomon is Song of Solomon. or, Or Song of Songs. Yeah, why is that? Depending on the translation. That you read, well, Mark. Since you asked me the question, why is that? Let me answer it for you. Are you putting that annoying voice on there? Yeah. <laughs> is that annoying? It's super annoying. <laughs> you know how I? You know? You know the things that I think are funny. So the title of the book comes from chapter one, verse one, which says, "The Song of Songs," which is Solomon's. So that's that's kind of a long title the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. The Septuagint and Latin Vulgate, as well as a few English versions, call it Song of Songs, specifically the NIV and the TNIV, call it Song of Songs. Most English translations, however, call it Song of Solomon, which is a more all-encompassing name, I guess, of that whole verse 1, which is, again, the Song of Songs, mm-hmm. which is Solomon's. Song of Songs is a phrase type used in several other places in the Bible. You guys know that phrase type? No. King of Kings, Lord of Lords, lords. Holy gotcha. of Holies. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So this means that this is the best of all of Solomon's songs. This is the Song of Songs that is Solomon's. Um, First Kings actually tells us in chapter 4, verse 32, that Solomon wrote songs. Songs. Wow, that's more than Hillsong. That's more than all of all of them combined. I guarantee it. Yeah. It all also says he had seven hundred wives. Okay. Well, that's one way. He probably wrote a song per wife. A few.
1: Yeah, for sure. Anyway, speaking about Solomon, um, this is one of the first books we've come across so far where there's a general consensus, a consensus on who. The author is, and that is Solomon, because Solomon is mentioned as the author in verse 1. Solomon is also referenced in this book by name seven times throughout from start to finish.
2: How you doing?
1: Another point about this author is according to 1 Kings 4.32, Solomon was a good writer and was musically gifted. So that gives us a hint that what what they're talking about is definitely Solomon. Mm. Um, Also, the North and South kingdoms had not split up yet by the time of this writing. This is important. And they split directly after Solomon's reign. So Solomon was named as the king in this book. However, the North and South were still united,
0: making it extremely likely that this was written during Solomon's reign. Yeah, so clearly it was written after Solomon was king because it, it mentioned Solomon as being a king. However, it was written before the north and south split up, and the north and south split up right after Solomon's reign, and so it was clearly written during Solomon's reign while he was king. Gotcha. Hmm.
1: And Solomon also wasn't just a lover of woman, as we can see throughout this book. Hold up. Are you he was a lover of nature also. Ooh. He loved women and he loved nature, according to 1 Kings 4.33. And there are a ton of references to nature and animals in this book. Oof. Oof. He was a poet. He didn't even know it. Cedars of Lebanon. The Cedars mm. of Lemuel. Let me some Lebanon, cedars. Lebanon, New
0: Jersey. I grew up in Lebanon, New Jersey. Oh, Did fun. you? Yeah. Sick. Well, not grew up. I, I was there when I was a little kid. Nice. I grew up more so about Brook gotcha
1: another point that um that definitely uh gives credit to solomon as an author of this book as the author of this book is that the book makes mention of the author's royal chariots and expensive carriage we know that no one i think even until this day no one is as rich as solomon right
2: well we have to adjust for inflation and yeah and, and yeah but he was deaf riach it he was, at his time at least, the richest person in the world. Without a doubt. Totes. Why don't you talk about the date of writing, Ryan? Yeah, go ahead, Mark.
0: Uh, you know, we just talked about it. Oh, it was during uh, Solomon's reign. Yes, so Sick. we know that it was very likely Solomon that wrote it. Thanks for that, Nick. Ding. And it was written, hold up, during his reign as king. So we know that it was written between 971 and 931 BC, which is when he reigned over Israel. So in order to narrow down that time frame a little more, speculation is needed based on the contents of the book. So many people know Solomon as the guy that had a zillion wives, which Mark mentioned earlier. So... How could he have possibly written this book about his one true love that he is monogamous with? Mm. How? You guys have any ideas? It was written
1: to maybe his first wife? Ah. Hey, how'd you
2: know that? <laughs> I just had a, How you do? Look at you. I had an inkling so revelation. Look at you.
0: Yes. So the answer that most people believe, and and this kind of speaks to the date of the authorship, is that this was written to his first wife early on in his life, early on in his reign as king. So that means it was likely written between maybe 971 and 965, because those were like the first five, six years of his uh, reign as king. Hmm. Um, so like we mentioned also in in the Proverbs and the Ecclesiastes episode, many people believe that Song of Solomon is the first of the three books chronologically followed by Proverbs and then Ecclesiastes. So he was a young man. He only had one woman that he was in love with when he wrote Song of Solomon. Then when he was a little bit older, he, he had more life experience. He had a lot of wisdom. He wrote Proverbs. And then later on in his life, when he was an older man, and he's kind of looking back on his whole life, he wrote Ecclesiastes. So that is when it was written, probably between 971 and 965 B.C., so, because we know that's when it was written, we know that that's when the events actually happened as well, because the events were happening in real time, essentially, in the book of Song of Solomon. So, they happened between 971 and 965 BC as well. Are you dumb? So, next we are getting into the <coughs> purpose of the book, of course, the original purpose of the book, of course. Is that it was a love song from the lover, who is Solomon, Solomon. to the beloved, who is Uh, Jezebel, his first wife, the Shulamite, the Shulamanite, the Shulamitite. Okay. Okay, Nick. I mean, I guess, yeah, it is kind of a boring book, but let's keep going. Um, So that is obviously the original intent. It was a love letter. A mm. love song from him to his first wife. Um, however, I believe that God's purpose with this book is to show us how a sacred marriage should look.
2: Mm. Um, Would you go as far to say a fierce marriage? A whole Ooh. love. Shout out to fierce marriage, baby. What up, Fredericks?
1: You guys will be hearing an interview from them very shortly.
0: So men can study the lover... And I I say lover and beloved because that's the words used in in the book. Men can study the lover to learn how to treat their wife or even their girlfriend. Mark, hold up, because it starts with the two just courting, dating, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I court. Yeah, Mark courts. I don't court. Um, Mark dates. And women can study the beloved to learn how to treat their husbands or boyfriends, but. Just pay attention to the courting slash dating part because it also gets a little freaky in Song of Solomon. You guys don't want to do that part. You just want to do the dating part, Mm. not the married part. So that is the purpose of Song of Solomon. (coughs) Nikki,
1: Everybody's favorite part of the show. Fun facts, baby.
0: I wanted to thank you for waking up for this part of the show. I, I appreciate that. You're
1: welcome. Yeah, thanks. God is only mentioned once in the entire book. Solomon
0: 8-6. And I want to say oh. that that's possibly not even God. That's like Chance the Rapper's album. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. First of all, are you talking about uh, Big Day? Oh, oh, so you're just throwing shade. And you know yeah, he's just that. throwing shade. He doesn't know. I actually, so at first, everybody hated Big Day. Um, what is that the newest one yeah with the oh hand, i know color the hand book. yeah everybody's going
2: because he ripped off chris tomlin
0: right um but everybody hated it including me when it first came out but i actually really like it now
2: is that you sorry you said this in the newest one does so give actually, him another chance does he actually talk about god oh, you mean the guy who still yeah, says he always talks about god, n really? words and calls women h- chance rapper
0: no he doesn't do that he said he does say side Brat. but besides that he doesn't say it <laughs> Gotcha. Are we okay. going to leave that word in this podcast? What word? I, we'll I probably might, have to I put the E. Cut this whole moment. Yeah, we'll Side. probably have to put Boop. the E on this. So. so anyways.
1: All right. The second <coughs> one
0: is there are 49
1: words in this book that appear nowhere else in the Bible. This makes it difficult to translate.
0: What are the 49 words, Ryan? Wait. Before we talk about the 49 words, back to your... First fun fact that God is only mentioned once in Song of Solomon 8.6. Mm-hmm. That might not even be true. Because it talks about the flaming uh, sword of the Lord or something like that. So that that word used there actually might just mean like I don't know if it's flaming sword or flaming love or something like that. So is he just talking flaming about himself? It could it could just be like flaming sword instead of flaming sword of the Lord. In other places in the Bible it's of the Lord. Like, that's how they translate that word. But it might not actually be in Song of Solomon. We we like it to say that, but it might not be true. So you think but, he was just saying, I got that flaming sword? Yeah, he could have been saying flaming mm. sword. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, those 49 words, where are they? Oh, that are found in Song of Solomon, but nowhere else in the Bible? Yeah. Um, flaming sword. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> no! Now you gotta, oh, now you got to. Uh, you got to do some magic, Mark. I, yeah, gonna, you got to. And it I'm funny. actually gonna um, Jesus. Yes, they say that a bunch of times. And I'm actually gonna say side Breath. again, so you have to censor it there too somehow. You know what word you really have to censor?
1: <laughs>
2: side, <Breath.
0: laughs>
2: everything he says. Yeah. Yes, for sure.
1: Anyway, uh, <coughs> so the the third fun fact is that. This book is very sexual at times. Oof,
0: It's uncomfortable to read. It is. There's a lot of entendres in this book. It must not be Christian. Oh, it's Christian. All right. Mm. And married people, get ready because it is telling you to be freak. You can't have sex and be a Christian. Um. Okay.
1: Incorrect. But that leads us to the outline.
2: And there are one,
1: two... Three, four, five, five, five points. Five, 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 five. So there are five sections in the book of uh, Song of Solomon. The first one is the courtship in that chapter one, verse one through uh, chapter three, verse five. Um, and it breaks it down from the beginning of love in chapter one, two through to 11. Um, the longing for the boyfriend in chapter one, two to four. The girl's insecurity, chapter 1, 5 through 8. And Solomon's praise, chapter 1, 9 through 11.
0: Yeah, so what she's insecure about in verses 5 through 8 is her skin. She says her skin is dark. And what that meant back in that day is that she worked in the field, and so she was exposed to the sun all the time. Hmm. And so women in that time were... Um, Self conscious about having dark skin because it made them look like they were poor or of a lower class or something like that. However, now we pay for darker skin. So
1: go figure. Yeah, you go tanning, baby. Go figure. And then uh, it continues to, f- to the growth of love in chapter 1, 12 to 3, verse 5. Um, and that's mutual admiration, chapter 1, 12 through 2. Um, chapter 2, verse 7, and an increased longing, chapter 2, 8 through 17, and then the pain of separation, chapter 3, 1 through 5.
0: Yeah, so for this whole first section in the courtship, you kind of see them growing as a... This is the dating couple phase. So you see that um, the woman, the beloved, is longing for uh, the man, the lover, and she's insecure about some things, but Solomon makes her feel secure, um, with the words that he says to her and stuff like that um and then you see the the growing of their love for each other and the growing of their longing for each other and mm-hmm. how they they hate being away from each other and stuff like that so this is the first like puppy love phase or whatever the dating phase that you see um in every in every relationship like that and then after that obviously that all leads up to the wedding and that's chapter 3 verse 6 through chapter 5 verse 1. The first part of that is the procession, obviously, still today. The procession is the first part. That's in chapter 3, verse 6 through 11. And then every man's favorite part of the wedding, the consummation. And that's in chapter 4, verse 1 through to chapter 5, verse 1. And um, that is broken down into a few different sections. The first part is just talking about the bride's beauty. And that's in verses 1 through 7. And that's just the groom. Telling her how all the things that he thinks is beautiful about her. And fellas, keep that in mind. This is a good point um, that you can get from Song of Solomon that it is your job to make your wife feel secure and um and protected in this environment, this sexual environment. Is what I'm trying to get at. And and that's that's one of the points that you learn when you're reading Song of Solomon, that it is the man's job to make her feel secure about her insecurities. Um, so that's verses one through seven. So then, in verse eight, after that, you see the groom's request, which you can all probably guess what this may be. Any guesses? The groom's. You guys feeling uncomfortable? Feed me money. Oh. Uh... <laughs> yes, he wants her to feed him. Sex desires. Yes. Ooh. Um. So that is in verse eight. And then in verses 9 through 11, we see what I call the bride's love, which is her response to their quest, if you know what I'm saying. and And
2: You titled that the bride's love?
0: (laughs) Yes. Wow. Because it's her response to his request. So it's really um, kind of, I guess, selfless and her giving of herself to him. Um, So that's why I called it that. After that is the bride's purity in chapter 4 verses 12 through 15. So basically it just talks about how she's a virgin and how she waited for marriage um, and then after that in and then after that in chapter 4 verse 16 through chapter 5 verse one, we see the brides surrender because she surrenders that that what to her husband. I gotcha. Um, is that consensual? Yes, it was consensual, because that, and that's why I said she surrendered. Like, she gave up. In a good way. <laughs> In a good, she gave it up. <laughs> she gave it up, is what I meant to say. Yep, Not she gave up. I got you, Ryan. You got to wear them down. That's another point of Song of Solomon. You got to wear them down until eventually they're like, okay, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. That's another thing you can learn about marriage. So thank God. I want to say thank God we have um, Ryan and Selena Frederick coming on next week because obviously I am an idiot and Nick is also an idiot when it comes to marriage and Mark's not even married. Um, So clearly we are out of our comfort zone here when we're talking about marriage and stuff. So luckily you guys hang in there. We're going to continue talking about the context and content of this book However, we will have experts on the show to talk about marriage and tips and tricks and things like that. So in chapter 5, verse 2 through chapter 6 through 13, we have the problem of apathy in their marriage. And this is something that every marriage goes through. It's not unique. This was written thousands of years ago. And it starts in verses 2 through verses 8 with indifference and withdrawal. So the couple was becoming indifferent with their marriage. They were kind of withdrawing from from each other and spending time on their own, and kind of and kind of going their own way a little bit. And that's a problem that sneaks into everybody's marriages at one point. Um, but then, following that, in verses nine through sixteen, we see renewed affection between them. Uh, we see them coming back together and being affectionate with each other. And then in chapter six, verses one through three, we see steps toward reconciliation. Um, so again, this is just something that couples need to work through. They go through downs, they go through ups, they go through valleys, they go through mountains. Um, so this couple, we were looking into their marriage and we see that they took steps towards reconciliation. And then finally, there was restoration of intimacy um, in verses 4 through 13. So a lot of times kind of a consequence of having indifference and withdrawing from each other is that you guys also will not be having sex with each other. You'll not be flirting with each other. And so we see in this marriage, in this story, in verses 4 through 13, that the intimacy was restored in their marriage after they took steps to reconcile with each other and become close with each other again.
1: Gotcha. Um, The second point of the third section is communicating affection. In chapter 7, verses 1 through 10, uh, we see in chapter 7, 1 through 6, the uh, wife's charms, she's uh, she's definitely flirting with him and, and, you know, getting ready for this. what this whole book is talking about. And then um, we see in cha- in, in uh, verses 7 through 9, the husband's desires is obviously, um, it can be related to with all the guys out here listening. Um, and then uh, the ultimate unity is in chapter 7,
0: verse 10, that's when they, they get busy. They get busy, baby. They get busy, right? And um, the following section after that is actually the wife's initiative um, towards this very thing. So um, that's in that's in verses eleven through thirteen. And I guess what's interesting about that is that women should not feel like dirty or wrong for initiating with their husbands. It's fine. It's in the Bible. Um, it's it's biblical. It's beautiful when the wife initiates intimacy. With their husband, and because of that, kind of a consequence of that, in chapter eight, verse one through four, we see that they have increased intimacy because the husband likes that that she's coming unto him, so on and so forth. They do the things and then the things. Yeah, um, sounds good. Yeah, so after that is the conclusion in chapter eight, verses five through seven, and then the epilogue in verses eight through fourteen, and that's basically just talking about the past. And then now talking about the present. Um, and that's really it. It's a short book. Um, it's just a look into the life of the lover and the beloved. Mm. Um, and we can learn a lot from their marriage um, just by it being a relatable book. We see that couples go through these things. We see that um, women have insecurities. We see that men are too aggressive sometimes. We see that couples withdraw um, and becoming different towards each other. Um, and we can glean from this and we can learn a lot from this. Um, and I just wanted to, I guess, encourage you guys to listen in next week. We're going to talk about some questions about marriage, about, and, and about dating. This isn't just, um, for married couples. We're going to talk about people that are dating or even single people that want to start dating. Um, just questions that you might have on biblical dating, biblical marriage, um, biblical parenthood even, um, with our friends Ryan and Salida Frederick from Fierce Marriage. Cool.
1: That was our episode on Song of Solomon. We sure hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned something. Um, please open your Bible and read along with this episode. Just don't rely on us. And... Uh if you have any questions about what we discuss or anything else you read in the Bible, please reach out to us at BibleDingers at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And while you're there, as always...
2: Just give me the likes, don't pass and scroll.
1: Don't pass and scroll. Please hit subscribe, hit follow, hit like, and most importantly, ding on.
2: Bible Dingers.